Holy shit. What Holy was that? Holy shit. What Welcome the fuck back. was that? Oh my God. Damn, Zoom's Sky done an update. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Cortana. Cortana has entered the stream oh. and podcast. Yeah, I wanted to celebrate 20 episodes, but yeah. holy fuck. <laughs> so Whoa, in case like, that didn't oh. make it into the recording, we pressed record and then just some little AI voice pops up. The The session is being recorded and it's the first time we've had it. Wow. So Cortana's with us this episode. We've got a guest, our first guest. Round of applause for our first guest, everybody. And uh, for 20 episodes of Heavy Boys yeah. Podcast. I'm Bailey. Hey, man. Bailey. I'm good. I'm fucking very yeah. good. Yeah. New job's awesome. New phone. Uh, finally nice yeah. to have a new, phone. New merch website. Uh, new merch website. We've new merch coming across in. Uh, direct merch based out of Melbourne. They do yes. have to pay for us Australians. And their range is plug, fucking plug, plug, sick. Plug. Yeah. So I picked up a, uh, a Werewolves t-shirt. I picked up a Dahlia t-shirt a napalm death t-shirt and the disentomb hot sauce the decaying bite so that arrived yesterday and i'm waiting on a wake long sleep from evil greed to arrive now yeah you, and you've done two orders horrible. already big boy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two orders. He, two he did the one and then the next day had to go back for a double dip he hadn't even arrived yet he's putting in another one. Oh yeah dude i wasn't fucking around hey yeah, I splashed out. Got some fucking um, got some got some jumpers, Meshuggah jumper and a Dillinger one, and then um, ended up with an Infinite Annihilator T-shirt, yeah, which boy. is fucking lit. Welcome, to so the stoked about that. <laughs> I know when I was um away at fucking um, uh, Yapoon oh. that weekend. We um when we had the party, this one guy come back and picked up some stuff. And one item that, of clothing that he had left was this Infinite Annihilator long sleeve. And I'm oh. like, fucking, Ugh. it was really nice too, but it was white and it was all like ah. dirt stain and shit. But um, besides the point, because my shirt's better, uh, <laughs> I ended up getting a, a, a white chapel, a Gorgira, a Deftones and a Converge shirt in the second yeah. order. Literally all like a couple days boys. later. I was like, fuck, bro. As soon as I saw that white pony tee, I was like, yep, sold. <laughs> Yeah, Thank it's you. sick. Thank like you, we don't have pay. to rely on twenty four hundred, <laughs> which like doesn't have any. It's getting a bit wank at the moment, really. Yeah, it's it? getting a bit hard to support twenty four hundred. Um, I mean, some things have been good. Don't get me wrong. My last yeah. big merch order was from twenty four hundred. Um, but like that's like the first time in a long time where I've really seen anything like worth wanting mm-hmm. to buy. And even earlier today, like I sent you that um, trophy eyes yeah. jumper. If I didn't just spend like <laughs> like so three hundred, oh bro, uh, what would eventually be three hundred and like twenty dollars in merch, just, <laughs> I, I probably would splash out and get get this because I think I need some high neck like jumper type thing because mm. I I'm not quite happy with the way I look to get a turtleneck yet. So. <laughs> and it'll be cold out where you live though gotta keep your oh, neck man, warm that's why i get them jumpers man we get them hoodies you tighten that shit up <laughs> go kenny on their ass and now uh, we also got fucking tickets to the psychoptic tour they'll be playing brizzy yes. in the back room <clears throat> and yeah then we'll let them and, into um, our back room 
yes, exactly right. <laughs> they can go psychropic. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very excited for that, man. Like we were also talking mm. just before we started about full tilt. Yeah. Oh man, like we've got there's so much crap coming up and my chemical romance just announced mm. new dates. Yeah. Um how how much do you reckon they're gonna be? Hundred. Hundred? Yeah. You reckon hundred? Yeah, it's up? the entertainment center. It'll be a hundred, give maybe give twenty bucks. Hundred and twenty. That's normally what entertainment center is. I think Bring Me was about a hundred. I'll fucking pay hundred. I'll pay as much as it cost for my chemical romance yeah, honestly um but that just means i've got to be ready to buy them <laughs> when they drop yeah yeah otherwise i'm just not fucking getting them mm-hmm. at all um because they're, they're gonna sell out yeah. there's there's no way they're not um but yeah i think if if i don't go to that i'm gonna cry yeah Probably our, might That's be true. our only chance. Yeah, and I, I, I'm gonna make sure I get it out, get it off. That's 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 just it. That's just yeah. the long and short of it. Simples. But um, I also got a physical ticket for Zycroptic. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, I thought fuck it because everything else has been like printed home tickets. Yeah, and it was like, just like I didn't realize they offered a physical. Yeah, well registered post so if it's registered post then it yeah. comes like as a printed out ticket i'm like i'll take that um any day of the fucking week um especially because just for my ticket collection that i've mm. got like the printed home tickets just aren't the same no. so i i thought fuck it you know for an extra nine dollars I'll, I'll have that yeah no i'm keen i don't think they've announced supports have they not that I'm aware of, mm. but I haven't really had a look. So, no, I don't think there's Honestly, anything on the poster. Tell you. <clears throat> oh man, and then still can't believe fucking lucky enough to snuggle up Alpha Wolf tickets before they sold out again. Yeah, big boy. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, I can uh score myself a, 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 a little Thursday night off to, to <laughs> go and see Justice for the Damned. Yeah, that'll be that sick. Is, I'm that... very keen for that. I put the I album on noticed... like yesterday and today. Oh, I, I still haven't like gone back and listened to it yet. There's been so much mm-hmm. stuff I've been like wrapping my head around. Um, but I also noticed like just, just well, not just now, but I've just reminded myself that on the um, the ticket that I got, it's uh, agnostic AD and not antagonist AD. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I lo- I thought, oh, that's a bit weird, and didn't think anything of it. And then, like, I saw the poster as in like an on ad that came up on Instagram, and like it says antagonist <laughs> AD, and I'm yeah. like, hang on, that's a bit that's a bit weird. And ticket said agnostic. <laughs> Fuck, oh, well. I'll be, I'll be stoked to see whoever the fuck Agnostic <laughs> is, but I'm also stoked for Antagonist AD. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to be sick. Boys. And then they like, nearly sold out the Sunny Coast show too. Oh, did they? There's, there's sub 40 tickets left, so I reckon they'll sell it out. Damn, son. Good That'd on be so good. That's so good. Fucking oath. And... Also to the grave. Oh man, mm-hmm. 
it's just I I still can't rep I still can't fathom the fact that we're all like going back to shows. Our yeah. first festivals coming up soon. Oh man, yeah, first festivals in like two weeks. And then it's just been a roller coaster of a year for music. Mm. I mean, like so fuck you... out, out outside of metal. I mean, I don't know about you, but. And we're back. Oh my God. Cortana has hacked the system and booted yeah, Brody, she... but he's back now. Yes. She had, she had enough of my <laughs> shenanigans, but that was okay because I was able to go and grab myself some dessert. Yes. What are you munching on? A uh, bit of a wee spa, mate. Oh, lovely mine. More flavor. Yes. It's a mango. Oh, lovely. A little bit simple, but it's quite nice, isn't Gets it? the job done, didn't it? Uh, I quite enjoy it. A little bit, just enough. I like it a lot. So has, have you been watching or reading anything lately? Um, not really Um, reading anything. I stopped my audio book binge pretty quickly. Because <laughs> um, I didn't want to pay for audio books. Yeah. And getting a new book every month just to read, like listen to it for a couple of hours. It just doesn't like appeal to me so much anymore. Um, But... I did watch um, Love, Death and Robots. Yeah, I was hoping you did. What did you think? Um, look, I'll be honest. The first an- anthology in comparison to the second um, is better. I think the, um, the eight episodes that they picked to, sh- to be a part of the second volume were um, a little bit eccentric for the sake of being being so and didn't really offer a lot of value outside of like what the fuck did i just watch Mm. um there are a couple of um really good moments in in the um sorry in the series but i think um it's, it's better if you go and like watch them instead of me trying to explain it because it kind of like means it, it, it means something different to everyone when okay. it comes through in the in the show because they're yep. so short and the way the story gets delivered I couldn't do it justice mm-hmm. and sometimes like if I explain what the episode's about it kind of like ruins the thrill of that episode. Yeah. So um, I, I recommend going and watching it anyway, just because it's a good kill of like ninety minutes. Um, but I also finished the fourth season of Castlevania. Oh yeah. Um, that's pretty dope. Yeah. I I actually enjoyed that for a Netflix original anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, not I've bad. Been meaning to get especially around one, 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 especially one based on a game. Like yeah. it, it's not like tied completely to the games it's kind of like loosely based on namesake um and then carves its own path um that's pretty cool if you kind of like flashy style like violent adult anime um yeah go go and give that a watch too there's like i think there's only going to be four seasons they this was the last one so go and binge all of them too 
highly recommend that. Yeah, I just finished Death Note. Oh, bro, how do you feel? 10 out of 10. But, oh, my God, I was on my seat. Like, I think I watched the last three episodes last night. I was going to watch the last two and then go to bed. But two finished the way it does, and I had to watch the last one. I'm not going to kind of say what happens because, like, it's taken me this long to watch it, so I imagine other people haven't seen it either. Oh, bro. But 10 out of 10. That's... This is going to have to be like a conversation for oh, another day, yeah, yeah. honestly. Like, fuck. <laughs> this is, this is Cooper like a... had watched it just like and finished it maybe like a month before I started. And I was like messaging him at the start of the episode, like, oh my God. And then like at the end of it, oh my God, <laughs> man. Like I have not so felt like that after a show in so long. Like the whole story through all 38 episodes. Oh man, so many ups and downs and twists and turns. It was never ending. Like you thought like, oh, he's going to get away with it. And then like something else happens and then it's like, oh no, he's not going to get away with it. So I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, fuck, I need to start watching more anime again. I just got a um, subscription to Anime Lab. Uh, it's like yeah, $7 had- a month. I had the subscription for Anime Lab, but I just got KO again, and I just yeah. got Stan. Not not Stan, sorry. I just got Disney Plus again, um, because I'm finally gonna watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, Winter Soldier, yeah. Um, yeah, because the because the boss is like, bro, you have to watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've only heard good things it, about it too. But well, he, he's a massive Marvel fan, yeah. so me and him just like fucking bounced off each other like all day talking shit about like fucking how we think it should should have like played out like yeah. our favorite comic book characters and shit oh man it's not um but i mostly did it for bob's burgers um didn't realize that it was a part of the package and i've also been binging the fuck out of that because i forgot how yeah. good it was um yeah jesus it's um, also just nice to hear H. John Benjamin's <laughs> voice in anything that he does. He's an, he's an incredible voice actor. I love him so much. Still hard to pick whether I prefer him more in like Archer or Bob's Burgers because yeah. they're just so different stylistically, but fuck, throwback. And I have to go back through Futurama too since I've got all the yeah. episodes right there. American Dad, Family Guy. Oh, it's got it all now. I do, mate. We we bowling. We bowling. But, and I like. Um, oh, it was such a good watch. So I like. Like even thinking about it now, still, man. <laughs> like oh, I haven't been left like this from a movie in a long time, or series even. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna watch next. I've heard like a few good recommendations. I'm going to wait for Attack on Titan. I kind of want to get one or two more shows down first that are a bit smaller. Yeah. Tokyo Ghoul maybe or like um, Demon Slayer. I tried to watch Tokyo Ghoul, but I don't know why I stopped. I Mm. think I just wasn't into the effort of going through an anime again. Yeah. And because I watch subbed, I can't do anything while I'm watching it. Like I literally just have to sit down and watch it. So like normally when I watch stuff, it's like eating breakfast, like just doing the dishes, stuff like that. And the 
I've just had to do YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't like sit down and just have those going. Yeah, it's yeah, see that's also the other thing too because I I watch it subbed as well. It's mm-hmm. a full commitment. Yeah, you know, literally. So yeah. Man, fuck the the first world problems that we have. Huh? I know. Subbed or dubbed, fuck my <laughs> entire ass. Um, but I I still haven't gotten into the cinemas to watch the new Saw movie. No, neither. I hear it's terrible. Of course, it's terrible. I hear it's terrible. Aren't they all like it? terrible though? Like in their own way that they're good. Like that's how well, I've always found them. Well, see, the any any of them, well, three's pretty bad, but like yeah. any of them after, like from three onwards, really are just bad. Except for five. Five's the best out of all of them, out, out of the the bad yeah. ones, anyway. Um, that's what I mean, though. Like they're they're bad that they're good. Yeah, but that's because they just drag them on for so long and like <laughs> just pump one out every yeah. year for the for the fun of it. They turned it into like a fucking <laughs> like uh, into a MCU con- of horror movie yeah. franchises. Uh, <laughs> so fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, no, fuck. I've got I've got to go and see that soon. So, um, yeah, surely us too. It. Yep. Let's get fucking let's get it. Oh my god. <laughs> well, we'll avoid wings next time. Fuck. <laughs> Make sure we're fun. going on burger night or something. Yeah. Fuck yeah, locked in, loaded. Oh, just quickly before we uh we get into the music, uh, R.I.P. to Kentaro, the author of Berserk. Yeah, that was, fuck. That was nuts. I think it was fifty-one. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild, like man. So much, even just like in the metal world, as well as just video games and anime and everything was like heavily in, in, influenced by that. So, I mean, like fucking Brand of Sacrifice literally got their name from his manga. And like, obviously, Fuck. the Dark Soul games, the Bloodborne games. So that was nuts to hear. Shockwaves across the nation, yeah. man. Talent doesn't fucking stay around forever, bro. Uh, exactly. It's like the most fucked thing to all the mm. most creative people just fucking vanish. Yeah, even without like completing everything as well. But like, I think he's like got stuff written up for so long as well. So hopefully, he probably would can do it justice and publish it properly. Yeah, finish some things, fill in some mm. gaps. But we gotta and also before we start, just because like I've been wanting to see how you would feel about something like this, because I don't know how you feel about fighting games, but mm-hmm. there's some there's some rumbles that next Mortal Kombat developers game, NetherRealm Studios is going to be based around Marvel characters beating the tar out of each other. Cool. In like a, um, what was that? Injustice style arena. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Pretty much exactly like that. But to the extent of Mortal Kombat. Well, see in injustice did it in a way where it was still violent enough. Um, but 
um, not to the point where they were like like ripping them each other limb from limb. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I think they, I think depending on how um, Disney want to approach it, I don't think um, they could dial it down to an M. I don't think no. they could do that unless they make it super like cartoony, mm-hmm. um, which is not going to happen. I think um, they'll have to let um, NetherRealm take full creative control and just see what they come up with. Um, Ooh, I think haven't they just the given MCU, like a movie yeah. an R rating? One they've got coming out soon. Maybe Deadpool or something else is going to have an R rating. I think Fucking I remember hearing probably. this somewhere. So they might be able to get away <laughs> with it in the game and be like, yeah, this is its own thing. But don't expect this in the movies or anything. No, I don't see why it would be a problem. No, um, I think they'll be right. Uh, and I mean, for if what they're planning on doing, like, is true, they're going to need it to be MA anyway, mm-hmm. or MA in terms of Australian classifications, because the idea is the Avengers versus the X Men. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to go with that storyline from the comic books. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Yeah, dude. I've, I like that a lot. That's going to be such a fucking huge roster of characters. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they fucking Obviously, nail a good like single player storyline too. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if you've played um, the Mortal Kombat storylines, like the, the, the more recent Mortal Kombat Not games. the recent ones. Um, th- they were pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of the reason why a lot of the fighting games coming out now have shifted their story modes to be like Mortal Kombat because mm. it's more accessible for people to get through the storyline. Yeah. It's just like cutscene, fight, fight, cutscene, cutscene, fight, cutscene, 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 fight, 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 cutscene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you can Because you can kind of knock out a story mode in Mortal Kombat alone in like six yeah. to eight hours. Less even if you're fucking good. And <laughs> same with Injustice. But um, I highly rate the, the storylines in both the Mortal Kombat and Injustice. I think they would do um, a Marvel game justice. Yeah, 100%. It'd just be interesting to see what, what they can get away with. Um, obviously, being like X-Men and stuff, swearing marvel's a bit more colorful with their character selection so i think maybe just maybe we might be able to get some cool things in there like some deadpool ripping his arms off (laughs) um a fatality with the baby arm you know like wolverine tearing some motherfuckers Mm. up he's got claws you know what i mean yeah, I think if they're going to do it yeah. this way, they're going to have to go all out. It should be gnarly either fuck away. But yeah, no, I just had to like get that out there because no, I was sick. like really excited about it. <laughs> and like, I, I know that like there's going to be someone out there who hears like X-Men in like creams in their pants. <laughs> um, But yes, we can continue. We can carry on. <laughs> well, where did you want to start? Fuck, it's uh, do we leave well, the big one for the one. middle? 
I think we should go back as far as we can. And I think we we should go back to, I reckon, what is it? Mouth of War? Have you got anything yep. for Mouth of War? It's fucking heavy, boy. <laughs> Jesus Woo! Christ. It's like... When I heard it, it's like Kubla Khan and Justice for the Damned had it like a kid that's even more pissed off than they are. Like, oh man. Yeah, they are aggressive. Mm-hmm. I um I love the feeling of impending doom I got as soon as I press play. <laughs> yes. Like Shape it, in the Dark no is, fucking is exactly it's exactly how like you want to open the album, yeah. you know, get the living room moving, get the car shaking, beat the fuck out of your dog, smash Bro, the TV it's over your so missus. Heavy. Bro, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it, for me, it was one of those albums that kind of just like went in waves of two. Like track one flowed in the track two, and it was and track two was about as good as track one, but then track three, um, I don't want to feel it all. Mm-hmm. That was fucking sick. Yeah. Um, although it was co- still more of the same, but then it wasn't until nails in the coffin that kind of changed up a lot more, and kind of gave the injection of life that the album needed at that point. Yeah, I get I what like you're saying. The, um, yeah. I like the 2000s style metalcore riff that fucking opened yes. up that jam. I was like, damn, son, we're going to get into it. Oh, man. Got me, it does so many cool little things in there. Um, And then the next song that followed was kind of more of the same of that, too. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like I'm now, now I'm seeing the pattern here. Um, and that's kind of when I stopped paying attention um, to song names. Cause after that track, the rest of the album was just fucking all out war and rages. It yeah. was just beat down city, fucking aggression, 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 uh, toss your room upside down for the fun of it type shit. Yeah. It's not one and, of the ones where you like, you grab a few songs to add to your playlist. Like it's the whole album. Yeah. Especially if it's going into like a gym playlist or something. And at 30 minutes, in. at 30 minutes long, uh, 28 minutes, I think it actually is. Yeah, you can um, just fly through it. Yeah, pretty much in and out. So um I I um overall I think it's like a pretty decent release, but um th- those are just my thoughts on it for the time being. Yeah, no, I'm pretty much the same. Like it does kind of almost blend into one thing. And I definitely stopped paying attention to track names too. I just kind of had it as a whole meal. And like any time I've listened to it, it's like been a whole listen. It's not kind of go to add a few songs or anything. It's the whole thing. Yeah. It's just so brutal. It is. And it's quite a lot to digest because um, it all kind of just pierces through so quickly. But, yeah, it's um, on a half-ass listen. But it's also one of those things, too, where um, I'm not willing enough to sit down and kind of break it apart 
when I've already got more interesting things to listen to. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is one of those albums I can kind of come back to from time to time and be like, yeah, I just want something to like mm-hmm. throw down, get some yeah. blood pumping and move on to the next part of my day. Yeah, I think I'm the same here. Super Ooh. solid release. Well, I like this a lot. Um, you got a got a got a final score? Yeah, I got it at a four. Got it at a four? Yeah, hmm. I'll, I'll give it a give it about a three. Give it a three and a half, three nice. out of five. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a three out of five. Yeah, super I, I'd solid. recommend it to anyone who likes some fucking really solid, you know, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Be almost sort of beat down, but not quite heavy enough to like be proper yeah. beat down. Yeah, but it's almost quite there. Yeah, definitely draws from it. Fucking oath, and it's not a bad thing either. Yeah, no, three out of five. Nice. Fucking mouth of war, life <laughs> cast in glass. Fucking massive. Jesus fucking cross, Mike. Get your fucking lips and ears around that. Um, one quickly I wanted to knock out is Suspended Between Earth and Sky by Ageless Oblivion. This one dropped on the 30th of April. So it's a bit of an older release um, through Apocalyptic Witchcraft. It's seven songs and 52 minutes long. Fucking what? Apocalyptic Witchcraft. Apocalyptic Witchcraft. Yeah. Are they a distributor? I'm not sure. That's just what, what? I came up with. Yep, I've never heard of them wow. before. Fair enough. Go on. So they are a technical progressive death metal band, and they feature a lot of like expansive passages, some big like black metal riffing, like leads, meaty chugs from the from the rhythms, and the double bass is so fat. Um, so they come from Hampshire in England. There's um, Ooh, a nice a little Hampshire. Yeah, a bit of Hampshire. And they have like the nice, clean, uh, enunciated vocals as well, not like the big caveman bruh, 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 death metal vocals. Like there's. I like it. Goes well with like it's got beautiful riffs and chugs and the drum. The drums are so technical, a bit like um, that Rivers of Nihil record where they're so good. And if you really pay attention, you can like catch everything that's going on, but it's not like ridiculously technical that you'd kind of lose it. Yeah. So, and the vocals, like the big throaty ones that remind me of like a lemon God and a sugar, like that sort of style of vocal. Oh, I do like the sound of that yeah. too. There's like, yeah, some tracks on here are a bit shorter than others and kind of just blast you. Others are like super long, nine, nine and a half minutes these really beautiful passages where they let everything open up and then it just comes back into a flurry of blasts. It's really nice. Yeah, so that one is Ageless Oblivion and the album is Spend Between Earth and Sky and I've got it at a three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah, really solid. Half point, I like it. That's my half. Very well done. Well, uh, since since we're gonna like go for a, a quick quick little shoot, I, I got two. Um, yeah, I've got one more. I, I, so I wanna, you do one. I want to quickly, I want to quickly go through uh, the arms uh, ultra pop again. Uh, He's we, going back to yeah, it. Yeah, we 
we we did bring this up earlier on like a couple episodes ago um but we did kind of like coast over it because it was one of those things that was just really hard to <laughs> we needed to, more time to process it yeah and i mean we praised it so much mm-hmm. but like fucking hell it was a, a whole lot pack. but i i think i put enough hours into this album alone um to kind of come up with a, a final verdict on the album so here is final thoughts so straight up i'm giving it a five out of five damn um, nice. i think it's one of the one of the most beautifully mm-hmm. chaotic collection of frantically smashed together noises i've ever heard uh from the album art throwing me into a spin because i was confused as to what, <laughs> what made it a metal album it looks like a frank uh, ocean even, album cover it looks like the orange yeah. one <laughs> even even more so when the title track started up and it was yeah. just like a, a wave of synths and yeah. you know layered vocals these fucking wind chimes sort of things like playing in the background. I love that track so much. Uh, you know, and then I was just fully done for once all futures started up because wow, did that pick up the pace mm-hmm. and kind of like kept it. You know what I mean? You know, from that point on, I was just hooked on every distorted note that was just fucking blasted through at a fucking ferocious pace. Every blast beat, every megaphone filtered scream. Each song sounds like it just comes and goes, but they never get a chance to outstay their welcome. And on top of that, like they never could. They just, ha- they all have such a distinct sound and, and worth to their album that they all can stand on their own two feet mm-hmm. and you know be individual tracks with yeah, kind of also like of... flex their own creativity in each track as well like they're so different but they're yeah, all they kind do. of equal in the same way and after going back through the back catalog as well you you kind of hear the progression in the mm-hmm. albums to kind of like where they're at now and um, what I've read as more of an experiment compared to Only Love, which is the album from 2018, um, I, I I think experiments the wrong album to the wrong album the wrong word to use for the album. I think I think the word that we're looking for here is experience. Um, I, I think it's more um, more of a journey through Sonic you know through a sonic wonderland than it is like an experiment of sounds and structures the the longer that the album goes on the more like prevalent that becomes to you know i already spoke earlier like earlier on in my ramble about ultra pop um just a beautiful blend of of noise rock hyper pop and electronic music all, all Futures and um, Masunaga Vapors. I always fucking stumble over that one for some <laughs> fucking reason. I don't know why. Um, gives you more of the traditional sounding punk and hardcore vibe, but still retains a lot of what Ultra Pop set up beforehand. A Life So Wonderful kind of takes the stage as this desert rock, opera rock sort of uh, track. And I love the carelessness to just exaggerate with every sound. Yeah on each track so far 
and they don't just stop here. They do that through the entire album to the absolute fullest extent. An iteration, a faith in medication and where men knows want. Uh, take on more of a hardcore sound than the previous uh, tracks that we've heard um, and gives a nice coat of gloss and neon. I, I think the drum work on these three tracks in particular are, are pretty ace. Um, really highlight the, um, the, the reckless abandon to just make things work. Um, I, I think the way that the drums just smash through each passage whilst everything kind of just sits on top in a way that goes in order and makes sense for the listener is just incredible um and oh, I, I can't fathom it man it's <laughs> fucked yeah big shell although mostly just being a massive wall of noise quite the spectacle and one of the highlights in the album for me uh, i'd say the same for average death as well a bit more of a slow burn considering the the rest of the pace of the album uh i think that track comes in at like four and a half minutes long it's it's a fucking beefy Mm -hmm. boy um but the last three tracks also kind of end the album the same way that it ended um fast fast fast-paced punk rock rager and real folk blues the droney moody bad selection and then the dark and gloomy uh the music becomes the skull closing the album out with a bang Look, I mean, I've waffled on quite enough, and I could probably go on for longer. But um, look, get around, get around this fucking album. I know we've already said it before, and I will keep saying it again. This is such a great, great album, and I, I honestly believe it'd be a disservice if you didn't at least give it a chance. So that's the Arms Ultra Pop. More. Fucking wrap your ears around it, Mike. I'm gonna quickly run through my other one now, and that is the self-titled album by Galleons. So for fans of like Dance Gavin Dance, Hands Like Houses, Hail the Sun, they are a progressive post-hardcore band from Australia and Russia. So the vocalist is a Queensland-based boy, and the vocals remind me of like a Johnny Craig, Danny Warsnop, like kind of mix. <laughs> um, <laughs> they fuse math rock with like a pop and post hardcore sort of thing. Like on first listen, because uh, the first thing that grabbed me was the album cover. I was just shifting through like the new releases. I'm like, what is this doing in here? Because it's it doesn't look like a uh, metal album cover though, does it? No, little dude burning the house down with it's like really cartoony drawn. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, I'll give it a go, and I put it on. I'm like, hmm, I'm very unsure because it's almost that sort of poppy metalcore you get, like uh, while she sleeps, that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, do I like this? And then like, I'm like, I'm gonna put it on again, and then I'm like, I'm putting it on again. And put it on again and so i kind of like eventually decided that hey i did like it because i want to keep listening to it um the only kind of like downfall i have with the record is at the end of werewolf the lyrics are just a little bit cringe <laughs> a little bit and i kind of have to go uh, about blowing the house down uh, 
But no, the rest of it's really cool. It's got like that swan core sort of guitar that you'd expect from like Dance Come and Dance, Hail the Sun. But it doesn't like... Just like in Dance Game and Dance, it doesn't overpower the song or take away from the like Tillian singing in that. So it's like that perfect little blend between everything. And because this guy's got a pretty nice voice as well. And they, they got a couple of features on there as well. Garrett Rapp being probably the main one. So it's been interesting. Like I didn't think I would like it because it's not straight up sort of like Swan Core, Math Core, like that. Uh, Hail the Sun record we listened to a couple of weeks ago or any dance given dance. It's like a bit more of that sort of like poppy sound to it. So I thoroughly mm. enjoyed it because you put it on a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did try to like put it on mm. and um, it kind of lost me at the um, in like the first track. I think it was more like the vocals. Yeah. And I got like a wannabe dance, Gavin dance kind of vibe from it as well. But the while she sleeps comparison also makes sense as well. There's just something I don't quite like about them. And there's something I don't quite like about how Galleons sound as well. Yeah. See, that was the thing with me too. I'm like, I wouldn't normally like something like this. I don't really like while she sleeps. Or that sort of style of metalcore. So that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up too, because like this has kind of taken me by surprise. Yeah, it sounds conflicting, mate. How do you, where, where, have you, where have you come to a conclusion? I don't know. Hey, like I, I enjoy it. I've got it in my short list. Oh. So like it's, it's done a good enough job to make it into the short list 20. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I've got it at a I've got it at a three for now, but that's just because I'm still unsure. Like there's a lot about it I like. Like it's a great listen. But there's still something telling me that I don't like it. I don't know what it is. It's so <laughs> weird. It's just the monkey brain telling you there's not <laughs> enough slams. No, no caveman riff, don't go bubba dang. <laughs> Yes, that is the self-titled record by Galleons. Go give it a whirl if you like uh, metalcore, that sort of post-hardcore, swanny-core stuff. Yes, indeed. And uh, just before we at least move on to something we're both going to talk about. The big um, one. I want to I quickly brush over August Burns Red and their 10th anniversary for Leveler. Um, I haven't they re-recorded they re-recorded this um, which is nice they also added a couple of extra little bits and pieces I think there's a featured vocal part and two solos one from Matt Heafy and one from Mr. Misha Mance or Mr. Genty Boy himself oh Um, I saw that to be honest Misha's solo doesn't really add a whole lot to the track and Matt Heafy's solo is actually more impressive than Misha's, <laughs> um, just personally. But I think that's because Misha is trying not to be so flashy. Um, either that or it was really hard to try and write a solo to go in with this track. Yeah. I don't know. But um, Heafy kind of crushed his his role a little bit more. Um, 
And the intro track that they added, look, it's a little bit whack, but um, it, it's nice to just get Leveler in a new coat of paint, literally, because they re-recorded it. Um, slowed some parts down, changed some tunings, sped some things up. Quite, quite, an, quite a ripper. Um, just because it's a re-recording and essentially just the same album, I'm not going to give yeah. it a rating. But um, if you like August Burns Red, if you like Leveler, if you like Metalcore, um, and just fucking throwing your arms around like a dickhead, <laughs> um, go and put on Leveler 10th Anniversary Edition. Um, come out literally over the weekend. Um, yeah. Wrap your lips around that too. It is time. It is time. Motherfucking oh. Cow Nashi with hey, their boy. record. Dear Lemon House, you ruined me senior year. Fucking what an emotional roller coaster, huh? So you got to this one a bit late. What took you so long to put this on? I was working. Yeah. I was working. And then when I got home, I was like, I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to play Mario Kart, man. <laughs> and because <laughs> no, it's just not a record, Mario you just Kart. put it on in the background either. No, because... it's not. But what I will say about this album too is... Uh, as much as I enjoyed the lyrics for the, this album, mm-hmm. it wasn't what pulled me through the album. Um, no, it was actually the instrumentals yep. that took the um, the front stage for me, front of stage for me, and the storyline is like that, a perfect um, little added bonus. Peter and yeah, so I haven't actually dug too much into what's new and what's happening. Um, I've kind of felt an emotional connection with the lyrics before I noticed anything um, thematically, like story-wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get that point across that like the instrumentals are what I'm going to talk mostly about here in, in my breakdown. Um, yeah. But like fucking Christ, what an album. So I do, I think instrumentally here then i think the first thing we both noticed when we listened to it do you know like the first thing you noticed when the album started or like the first thing like when you noticed because for yeah, me I, i'm still trying to figure out what the hell was playing at the in like the oh. intro like i'm, I'm trying to um, fig- no i, I mean, you mean like i'm not even worried about probably that. lorna because they reference it straight up because um, like I'm like trying to figure out what the fuck yeah. that was, and because they do like, mention like Lorna so Shaw playing sick. like on the iPod, and then like the name of the song. But for me, the first thing I noticed was how fucking genty the guitars were. Oh yes, no, I noticed. Bro. I did notice that, but straight like straight up from like the first, like the last EP to this one, the guitars are heavy. They're so thick. I am. They fucking chug hard like, now, some hey. Yeah, gee whiz. Like fucking Christ. Like it it was really noticeable, but um fuck. And it 
Oh man, like it it's really changed the tone mm-hmm. from of their the music, yeah. from the EP two now. And I yeah, think it kind of opened up a wider range for them to now experiment mm-hmm. with going forward. Because before it was quite hardcore at its core. Yes, hundred um, percent. Yeah, now they've got some like beautiful lead parts. There's an incredible solo in um the recipe, recipe for a meaningful life or oh, the solo mm-hmm. at the end there. When I was on my first playthrough and like that song came on and I got to the solo, I was like, this has to be the last track. Like just with the and way like wasn't. the so- no, 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 oh. but like the way the solo was and like the lyrics and the singing over the top, I was like, why is this not last? I feel like that would like, even just closing the set with that song would be perfect. Just that solo, man. I can't get over it. It's um, it's it's quite the journey that one. I um, I feel like when that song comes on in every playthrough, it's one of those tracks where I don't care how long the build up is, yeah, because I know what the build up <laughs> gets to, and it is so worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Like all of that build up for such a cathartic release, it's it's like, it's like coming, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, that's a good it's, analogy. It's, it's, it feels so good mm-hmm. when it finally just hits, you know what I mean? Oh, perfect. Yeah, you kind of get lost in the solo and just let it absorb you. I'll oh, get lost the, in the fucking source. Big the time. tone is so nice on it. And that's what I, I mean, though. Like, honestly, throughout it, like the guitars change so much. Some tracks, they are so mm-hmm. genty and beefy. Other ones, they have this beautiful lead tone as well. And like, like really fucking like Swancore playing at times as well. Like it's so nice the way that like the whole band does it too. Like you said, instrumentally, like this thing is like top tier and like a huge progression from the EP. Like that's the same for the drums. It's the same for the bass. Like there's a lot of great times where that, that everything kind of slows down and opens up and you just get to hear the bass ring. And it's so like such a good tone for the bass as well. Do you, because I, I, I'm not convinced that, I mean, I'm impressed if all of the vocal work is Peter. Yes, but I'm there convinced. are two sections in the record where I'm like, is that him or not? Yeah, I'm convinced that there's, that there's vocal features on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean I'm there's super, definitely one. I know there's definitely I, I'm one feature. I'm super impressed. I'm super but impressed has, if it's all Peter. Fucking upped but his singing game man. though, because like, you can tell when it is Holy to him, his singing is so shit. good. His singing is incredible now, and he's still got that like signature scream that like I've got it in here. I know not everyone is going to agree with like his tone, and like, yeah, it's the same with Brian of Knocked Loose. Not everyone is going to agree with it, but I feel like it encapsulates the story that he's got here perfectly, you know, obviously being a high school teenage girl. And it like the conviction in everything he says as well, like he adds so many little things onto certain words, certain sentences. Um, It's almost like he's narrating a story, but also doing the voice acting at the same time. 
like the the mental breakdown about the locker code in Fuck Temple University. And then there's like a drunken ramble in Broad Street or like there's even just parts where it kind of, he just stops and like just talks if he sees the character. Um, The end of Taylor um, is one example like that. No, serious, don't tell anyone as well. Like in Fuck Temple. Yeah. He has fucking nailed this record. Like, oh. Like so many little things onto different words, like a higher note. And it's like all to do with what he's saying as well. The story is fantastic. Like some of it, yeah, it's just normal, like a continuation thing, like catching the bus, getting your iPod taken off you. And the um, the lyric for the end of the first track, the uh, uh, the eye, an eye for an iPod one, yeah, I thought that so was fucking good. hilarious. Uh, and like a they're referencing the iPod like a few times throughout it. So good. Uh, a little bit cringe, but I, it's I so good though. <laughs> the, so um, fucking good. I've got karma to burn. You sowed it. Now reap an eye for an iPod. Sounds fair to me. <laughs> There's so many good lyrics in this record. Um, yeah, fact. Another one of my other favorites was um. Someone told me life's what you make it. I guess I'm just making it anxious. And um, I'm going up to my room. So if you need me, find someone else. Yeah, there are a lot of lines like like that in like laced throughout the album. Mm -hmm. And you know, you don't have to look very hard at all. They are literally like throughout the whole album. Yeah. And um, I think that's kind of also what stuck with me the most too was more specific lines throughout the the, the songs more mm-hmm. than like entire passages again and then the story. Yeah, um, fantastic vocalist, lyricist. Oh man, I I just again fathom not fathom, but like I I, can't, I marvel at the fact that these vocal melodies. And these these screams, I, I like benefit. I'm just going straight in, just like believing it's all Peter because, like, holy fuck, <laughs> to, just to hear so much like more work done with yeah. breaking down passages instrumentally, and then having all of these nicer vocal melodies coming through, yeah, on through the top on a lot of tracks coming in. Oh man. And like, there's some also like really cool sections that throughout the album too, like the, there's a cheerleader, like chant in runaway J like the don't at me, don't tag me one. And then there's like the, the clapping and the group vocals in the single, which was an evening with Scooter Corko. Like there's so many cool little things. And then there's just like the mental explosions where there's just a flurry of vocals. Oh, just everything um, yeah man it it really is um an album of the year contender for me Mm -hmm. and i reckon it should be for anyone who's um who's had the chance to listen to this it's got a lot of everything in it really yeah funky Mm -hmm. drums groovy bass chunky riffs odd time signatures pain whales yeah they still all around goodness of like progressive and mathcore as well too well yeah they they refer to themselves as emo mathcore which i think is fantastic Oh, it's great. And they definitely 
start to fit more into that math core mm-hmm. um, role now, I think. Although I do, I do tend to believe they lean a little bit more into progressive influences here. Um, yeah, especially on this full release, like the full album, which kind of allows yeah. them to expand and do that now, which I love. They're all oh, extremely so talented. Like there's so many amazing drum parts, guitar parts, bass parts. Like they're all get to shine without like obviously taking the spotlight and like making you zone in on just this one thing. Like the whole album, they're always doing something. And like going from the EP, I remember when we heard it, like you could tell that they that was there. And like now that they've had the chance to go out and put it on a full release. It's just come together perfectly. Uh, I know you already kind of touched on this track, you know, just before, but like, um, uh, fuck Temple University, man! Like, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, that's such a that's such a great fucking track. It opens up with such like aggressive intent, mm-hmm. and then I think that's where I sudden, picked up on the guitars first, and then like all of a sudden, just like an echoey, slower pre-chorus. Yeah, that. You know, it's so dreamy, that section. And I kind of got lost in it for a bit before, like, I just got slapped back in the face with all of this, like, When it's, like, the the combination thing, and then it comes, like, the huge flurry of, like, everything gets lost or I lose it or I'm late. And, like, that huge just ramble, like, you can literally, like, see the character doing it. Oh my god, what a fucking great riff. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I could feel my fucking about to start two-stepping and shit, bro. <laughs> two-stepping Holy while I'm fuck. crying. Oh my god, man. Uh-huh. Shit. Um fuck. It's yeah, got a really fucking uh, groovy, a uh, funky groove, sorry in the second verse too, before, you know, it comes back down in intensity for the bridge before it just fucking ends all in a fucking pile, a mm. massive pile of just torment. I, I really love the way that they put themselves to work on this track, you know? And again, I think this is here where the progressive influences shine through the most mm-hmm. uh, highlighted here in this track earlier. Um, I mean, they, they obviously go more in depth with this style of playing a bit more down the track, but this is the first like look into that for me. And wow, so fucking good. And then you get like another bit where he voice acts in um, Market Street, like where he goes on about like Taylor told me she gets out at nine. Oh, the way he just kind of, blends it all together like the the singing the screaming the kind of i refer to as the voice acting man it it's still mind-blowing like i'm still picking up little things on every listen like yeah it's you, such an emo- emotional roller coaster, like you mentioned i tell you what i picked up on the very first listen mm-hmm my day, Kate, like, yeah. like, wine! Yes. <laughs> I love that. That was so good. Oh my god. I couldn't believe it, dude. Yeah. That's when I that's when I knew this album was not 
fucking around. Yeah, like it really is something special. And then like in the counselor's office track, like referencing the um the leather for the chair, talking about um the EP as well. Mm-hmm. Real leather the track, yeah. Oh man. It's um oh fuck. I really love the these like this section of tracks too. Because um, Broad Street ends yeah. um, pretty much after Market Street with such a fucking lovely, yeah, soft drone, droney, blissful, mm-hmm. you know, outro that you know goes straight into the counselor's office, where it wraps up the section quite beautifully with one of these um, super slick, super bouncy choruses. With with a riff that just carries into the next verse, it, just, it gets me feeling just a certain fucking way, man. Yeah, uh, it, it does that I feel perfectly. Like... It has its mood, and it makes you feel the same way as if you're like watching yeah, a movie, or yeah, just the way that whole like thing the... delivered. Oh, dude, it, yeah, exactly, fucking right. And uh, and I feel like the music that accompanies the mm-hmm. vocals here. Has has a bigger impact on me than like 2018's. Why did you do it? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like and we raved I'm, on now, about that. Oh, we did, you know, and and you know, I'm like, I'm not saying like that the, the lyrics weren't impactful or you know the story no. didn't mean anything or anything like that. Um, but like it does fuck, an amazing job of so, making you feel the way. So in fucking impressive that they squeeze so much emotion out of everything mm-hmm. that they're doing. Every yeah. track, every note, every fucking beat, everything has such a precise purpose in the greater scheme of of start to finish. And it's really nice to get that every time you play. Yeah, you could definitely tell they came into the, like the writing and recording process with a clear vision in mind and they've just come in and fucking executed. Like start to back. Oh, absolutely nailed it. And um, also would like to just say that, that the last four songs on the track are probably some of the most fun yeah, um, the out of, ones, out yeah. of the 12 tracks. Jesus Christ, what a fucking way to end the album. Yeah, just like those three the tracks, un- like building up the story, uh, building up sonically really setting the mood and then the way like the underdog three ends man it literally ends with a bang yeah man <laughs> like you had to Fucking... text me as well oh dude as soon as it finished the first playthrough i was like fuck and then it pretty much just like went on again and again and yeah. again <laughs> yeah like the text um, was literally just holy shit dude Cal Nashi ends with a bang. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, wow. What a listen. So, yeah, I'm very keen, some, um... though, um, to see where they go from this now. Where Are they going to continue along with this story? Maybe a different one? Maybe a different character from this story now? Yeah, someone who's been impacted by mm-hmm. it all. I feel like maybe the next logical step. But I guess we'll just see what happens. Again, I've got to go through and um, read up 
what the stories was where the story yeah. is at anyway that's that's my next task um but favorite tracks um it's got to be either runaway jay or a recipe for a beautiful life See, oh, sorry, I, meaningful life i um i i went all out on my favorite songs because it was just so the hard whole to album. Like, <laughs> like a fucking yeah it's like a couple of no, them. i definitely would have just so, listened to the whole album um and in no end and in no order because i couldn't do that to myself it was already hard like not picking yeah. like most of this album but um fuck temple university market mm-hmm. street broad street counselor's office uh recipe for a meaningful life and <laughs> the underdog three exit part four <laughs> yeah <laughs> a self-fulfilling prophecy okay get fucked dumb name um so good quite but quite possibly uh, one of the best tracks um, that I've listened to this year, period. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking five out of five. Yeah, five out of five. Well um, fucking done. We've been keen for this album. Been waiting. Just. And you have not fucking, disappointed. Wow, man. If you're listening, wow. big ups. Thank you so much. Because what this is perfect. fucking trip. What a trip, man. I'll I... be picking up a shirt next week. Yeah, whenever I can, I'll I'll be splashing some cash. Um yeah, fuck Cal Nashi, dear lemon house, you ruined me senior, senior year. year. Fucking Christ, what a mouthful. Um <laughs> please, 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 yeah, please, 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 please. Listen to this album. Do two. Do if yourself you, a favor. Yeah. Do one of just a normal listen through, absorb it all, and then go through on a second listen with the lyrics <clears> up. <throat> Get lost in the story. And if you haven't now, already, go listen to the motherfucking EP. Why did you do it? Yeah. Why haven't why you haven't done you done it? Done it? <laughs> um, yeah, no, get around it. Get around that and then go and listen to this. Um, you, you're not disappointed, and it, and it's going to be even more incredible when you hear the progression for yourself. Yeah. Whoo! Uh, uh, so, so bounce off that good. EP but, there. But we have but, had but, another but, EP. But, but, but. <laughs> we do, but I I would like to uh, hang some shit on something first. <laughs> um, because I don't I don't want to end I don't want to end the night. On, on a bad note and I want to get this off my chest okay. because this was an album that uh, look I wasn't expecting it to be great but I was expecting it to be better than the the debut and this is um, Deadlight's most recent release The Uncanny Valley now um, when we saw them most recently you saw them I left 20, for 2021 they they did play a new track and that track was it it was fucking it was a nice track to listen to i had a bit of faith but then the more singles they released the more i lost interest and was like okay this is just weird the first two tracks i've heard some of the worst vocal melodies i've uh, i've ever heard in metalcore this year and probably the last couple of years um, not only have they not actually progressed 
their sound, they've actually just made a lot of the same album twice. Um, it's it's a boring slog of an album. I think it is sonically one of the most displeasing pieces of shit I've ever had the displeasure of putting on. I can't fathom the fact that a lot of the problems that they had in the first album, they've just gone and carried into this next album. I think um, they don't need to fight for the spotlight in terms of vocals. They, there's already so much going on instrumentally for them. I don't think they need to have two lots of lyrics going at the same time, especially when they're both so high up in the mix. And the, the, the sound of both voices are so powerful in their own right. Um, I can't for the life of me remember names right now because I don't want to um, embarrass you guys on a personal level. But, but um, the clean vocalist in his own right is great. I think a lot of things that he does in the album and especially on some songs is fucking terrible. Like in track track two, I think it's called Schedule One. And in the chorus, there is this absolutely fucking horrid high note that he hits for no reason in the first round, when he could have easily just chucked that in at the second round and had and would have had a I think it would have had a better effect, and it wouldn't have sounded so like forced, like it needed to just be there. And I feel like that's a lot of the problem with the songs that are on this album is that it just feels forced. Like they needed to push something out for the label so they could feel an obligation or a requirement. We waited, well, I waited four years for a decent album, not a fucking shit pot of the, of the fucking debut I, I, if I want the debut, which I fucking love so much, I'm going to go back and listen to that. If you're trying to expand your sound, you haven't done it well enough in my eyes. And I, I hope to Christ the next release is a thousand times better than this because this thing sucks ass. Yeah, I kind of just listened... Like, I haven't ever really been a huge fan anyway. Like, it's just not been something I listen to. But, you know, I went into it. It's It sounds a lot like Node, Era, North, Fine to me. Like, I agree there's a bit of fighting vocally. Um, yeah, I'm just not so much a fan for this newer sort of metalcore that we're getting here, especially in Australia. So, I don't know. It definitely had cool parts to it. I think some of the instrumentals were definitely the the best part for me. There were some cool riffs. There was some cool, like, little breakdowns. But I don't know. It's not really my thing, so I just kind of leave it at that. Yeah, no. I fucking had to at least test some form of asshole. It's been a while since I've done it. And um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's... These guys are at the, end of it. the recipient. Um, look, it's mostly just upsetting because I know there's there's a lot of potential here, and they've just gone and fucking wasted the whole LP on that potential. So, um, 
fingers crossed that they don't do it again in the next release and that um, I'm singing praises next time around. Um, <clears throat> I'm not scoring it. <laughs> um, I feel like I've already said enough to, for it to not need a score. I think we know where that score is going to sit. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. Um, if you are interested in listening to some, uh, hmm, to some metalcore, post-hardcore-ish style music, um, go and check out Deadlights. The album is The Uncanny Valley. Go and give it a listen. Hoggers. Oh, my God. All right. Z2. Yes. Zombie EP. Now we can now we can now we can move on. The Deathless oh. Brother. Oh bro, bro, bro. Wow we So they've come in is, um... and shown us that they're not messing around. <clears throat> no. You know, obviously like... drifting away from like that. Like even with the first one, it was noticeably heavier than their normal music. This one's definitely the same as well. So it's, I don't think it's a cash grab, like a nostalgia grab either. They just wanted to come in and kick some ass. Yeah, well, considering their current direction, I mm-hmm. think this is, I think this is something that they wanted to do and not just wanted, I think they needed to do it as well. I think um, the, the sort of reception that I get from, uh, the the scene towards the Double Wears Prada is that they're one of those bands that you grew up listening to, but then kind of moved away because they became something else, and so did you. Um, mm. I I mm-hmm. really do believe that if you fell off or you stopped listening to them for some reason, this is a perfect time to jump back in and get yourself acquainted again with them and their sound because this is this is quite impressive. For the most part. Yeah. The, the only thing I kind of have bad to say about it is it doesn't have like the awesome, like the chainsaw sound effect or like the, the news presenter talking about the zombie outbreak. Like the first EP did, because I went and put that back on today. Yeah. Oh, I think that made it. Yeah, they definitely took a lot of the thematics out of it. Mm. Um. I think I think because of where they're at as a band too, being a little bit more mature, I think yeah. they maybe would have thought of that as like a being a little bit cheesy. Um, but I understand it still carries on the story or yeah. the themes that were ca- that were set up in the first one. Whereas, like I think if it, if the um, if it was um, if the first EP was like the outbreak first happening this is like surviving the outbreak yeah um fuck it's it's quite um it's quite an interesting listen uh, five tracks in like what 20 something fucking minutes yeah like it's 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 a it's a short listen but it's a it's a bit of a girthy boy too mm-hmm. in, in saying that but 21 minutes Roughly about you know fucking four or five minutes of song. Not bad. Yeah, no, it's cool. Like there's some sick, you know, classic 
just chuggy metalcore breakdowns as well, which I love. <clears throat> like that like late 2000s, early 2010s, just metalcore chugginess. Yeah, which is exactly what they were fucking good for back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Especially I, um, on the Zombie I, 1 EP. Facts. Uh, I um, I think Nightfall is a is a pretty good good way to open yep. up the um, open up the gates. I um, I, I quite like that. You know, this this was a single. I, I didn't yeah. quite overplay this. No, uh, unlike Term- Termination, I did kind of like flog that a lot because I was like, oh my god, zombie, 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 zombie. Um, <laughs> but um, Nightfall's fucking great. It it's um it always kind of stands out um to me for one thing in particular, and that is how chunky the fucking bass is. Holy shit, that thing fucking cuts through the mix so nicely. Uh it, just adding that extra bit of thunder to that song is mwah, chef's kiss moment. Perfect, beautiful. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, would also have to say uh, big props to Form On for being a fucking incredibly heavy track. Um, oh, yeah. pr- pr- probably my my pick of the release. Uh, that opening riff has got to be one of my favorite riffs of the year as well. I reckon um, so far, anyway. Um, that in that intro for the song gets me so hyped. I-, I love the cleans on this too. It's a real display of everything that they can do so well in one track um and then you know obviously leading into the first single termination the midway point of the ep um i feel like it it was a great way to reintroduce people to the sound but also you know bring people back to double wears parada um obviously like i said i overplayed it but i feel like it kind of earns its place here and one of those songs that you can't skip because of how yeah. fucking hard it slaps um after that though i feel like it kind of takes a bit of a downturn um the other two tracks like i think it's Nora and contagion um i couldn't care too much for they're a bit slower paced and like more in line with where they currently are at i would argue although they kind of have some heavy moments throughout them it's a little bit off the mark considering how sold the first three tracks were um but i I honestly can't complain if this is like the heaviest double wears prada we're going to get in more recent years then fucking i'm I'm happy with this and how how this has turned out honestly yeah i could do with a full length of this I'm sure. Have you got any uh, final thoughts on not really D two? Like the main thing was I do miss the thematics from the first EP, but like these songs still crush in their own right. Everything's put together perfectly. Like you mentioned, the cleans are there. They do it, do it well. It's not just thrown in there for the sake of it. And they just they're proving that they can still you know hang with the best in the modern metalcore scene. Yeah, man. They they really make it make the effort to put themselves out there and in the forefront hey yeah it's super solid release 
it's it it is quite impressive that they that they were able to come through with um such heat. Just a bit disappointing that um it ended the way that it did for me, mate. Uh, at five tracks, I think it's pretty pretty fair that I give it a three out of five. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the same. I've given my half, so this will just have to cop the solid three. Yeah, I jeez it. I don't know if I'm going to give them my half. I think I might <laughs> keep that for another week. No half this week. Whole numbers, baby. Going to hold on was, to the half. That was the Double West Prada with Z2. Go and check that out. ASAP fucking Rocky, man. <laughs> ASAP Rocky. So we've had some good releases. Damn, boy. Damn. What a fucking trip. It's just a shame that they don't come in as frequently as you'd yeah. like them to. They're kind of just coming in sporadically. Yeah. It makes it pretty hard to fucking get like consistent weeks where we don't have to like catch up like this. <laughs> it's so <laughs> shit. And plus, like, fuck, whenever there's, like, no metal releases, it's, like, for me anyway, there's been, like, heaps of other shit going on, too. Yeah, like, fuck so my, did you want to talk about My those? top tens are filling up. Uh, bro, yeah, I'll, quick, I'll quickly go through it. Um, fuck, man. <sighs> what a year it's been. Like, I've already explained in one episode or a couple episodes, I think definitely after Humanity's Last Breath for me was like the first time I was like, whoa, mm. this is all just so much. I need something else. Um, so I started kind of digging around and it's been something that I've done on the side for a little while now. So I've, um, I mean, I've always done it, you know, checking out other music as well as heavy metal. But I decided this year to split the two lists. And then at the end of the year, I'm going to merge the two and make a formal top 10 of, both lists but um for my non-heavy music top 10 um in its current order um and number 10 i got genesis awusu uh, smiling with no teeth um he got suggested to me as like a childish gambino style r&b type dude um i don't get the childish gambino um influence but i do understand what they would probably would have meant i don't think thomas gambino was the word to was the person to <laughs> describe or compare him to but um still not a bad listen uh number nine holding absence the greatest mistake of my life um honestly preferred their um like the older material uh i feel like this is like um like a like a record label making the most out of like a boy band style situation um still a pretty solid release for what it is but like i think it could have been better um eight slow tie tyron banger simply put absolute rager of an album um it was supposed to be getting a part two to tyron at some point so stay tuned for that um number seven zoo with dreamland 2021 um, a, a, another solid, uh, well, a solid 
electronic piece from Zoo. Um, originally thought to have been Skrillex back in the day when he first popped onto the scene. Oh, really? It's wasted. Um, yeah. Uh, stylistically, Zoo and Skrillex are not the same at all at any point, but argument could be made that Skrillex now and Zoo now could be the same person. Who knows? Don't really care because Skrillex is coming out with his own music soon, so that'll be dope. Um, number six, Floating Points, Pharaoh Sanders and the London Symphony Orchestra with Promises. It's like an electronic jazz orchestral piece of music set over eight passages, movements they're called. Um, pretty slow, um, relaxing type music. So don't put it on unless you're like ready to fucking pass the fuck out or you want to chill the fuck out. Um, five, Fred again, actual life, April. 14 to april or december 17 2020 um mouthful of an album name but uh highly recommend this uh his thing is he takes um segments of recordings of people and Mm -hmm. makes songs around those segments those recordings um so sometime and and the song name is actually the name of the person that the recording is taken from um it's it's actually really nice listen um again more of like the modern electronic style sound like um flight facilities like uh, flume when he first debuted style type sounding thing i don't really know how to describe it i'm fucking brain frying um Number four, Flying Lotus, Yasuke. Yes. Um, this was his um, his album for the soundtrack album for the Netflix anime Yasuke, which is actually also really good. Go and watch it if you haven't already gotten around to it. Um, killer job, but Flylo always fucking kills it. So, man, if he if he couldn't do um, Japanese style hip hop and electronic fucking I mean, what the hell did he base his career around fuck me um number three i've got brockhampton's roadrunner um fucking i i think this is one of the most phenomenal pieces of music um released in the hip-hop sphere um in our generation i think this is something to look um look up to in terms of um opening up to maturity and and the things that life has to offer and take away from you um number two uh, sarface and mf doom with super what Mm -hmm. a superhero themed um hip-hop release featuring the late mf doom and excuse me hip-hop supergroup sarface um incredible listen i think you should be anyone should get around it if they like hip-hop if they like metal um purely because of the whole metal face thing that i had going on but um seriously man one of the inspector deck for one and two mf doom easily (laughs) mf doom being one of the better hip-hop producers of in hip-hop ever and inspector deck being one of the fucking coolest cunts out so suck my ass um and they also have a feature from fucking dmc from run dmc so um again suck my ass 
And number one, I've got Porter Robinson's Nurture. Now, Electronic Artist album came about um, to try and help with his depression that came from, I guess, the pressures of being famous and having to write another album. Um, a lot of a lot of things on that kind of hit home with me personally. So, um, I think that alone kind of pushed up further for me. Um, a really bright album for how dark some of it really is. So that would have to be my number one in terms of non-metal music for me this year. Holy fuck. Nice. And that's a and we're only at like the not even half like, And that's just non-metal. I've still yeah. got in a whole list of EPs and metal albums. <laughs> Like fuck, boy! It's been a big year already. Yeah, it's gonna be a massive end of year list. Oh, it is. It really is. It's gonna be so hard. Like it's already hard now. So <laughs> like, I've got a like a mock list of how my top ten mixed up would go, and mm. I I'm still changing it regularly, man. Like it's so hard to fucking fix it all together i'm so glad i separated it first because it would have been harder to like do 20 or or well 10 straight up metal and then non-metal yeah. if i already had it mixed up in the first place fuck but i think that's enough rambling from me holy shit so we covered some big things today We've had a big, big, big session. A big session. Covered a lot of ground. Made up for a lot of lost time. Quick recap, obviously. The the 20th episode. 20th episode. episode. (laughs) Quick recap. We obviously had the big one of Cal Nashi with Dear Lemon House. You ruined me senior year. I quickly spoke about the self-titled release by Galleons. We also had the Deadlights release. Um, yeah. Zombie 2 EP by The Devil's Wears Prada. Ageless Oblivion released Suspended Between Earth and Sky. Mouth of War. Life Cast and Glass. You quickly brought up the ultra pop release again by the armed. I think that's yes. everything. Yeah, pretty much. Every everything that was worth talking about and everything that wasn't too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah, fuck. Great, great episode. I'm fucking yeah. stoked with One that. Way for the 20th, Kanashi. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, make sure that you all get around these episodes that we have spoken about tonight. Um, and also, if there's anything that's popped up recently for you, uh, be sure to let us know on our socials. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know if you've been attending any uh, online live stream gigs. Let us know if you've been attending gigs live in person. Um, let us know what's what's happening in your world musically. 
And while you're doing that, um, I've also made a playlist. Ooh. Uh, it's, it's going to be the Heavy Boys playlist that gets updated after every episode that gets uploaded. Um, this playlist will consist of all the albums that we've spoken about over the course of the year. So obviously being 2021, we've got a 2021 year. Um, you'll be able to find everything that we've talked about covered in our episodes. You'll find the link for Apple Music and Spotify in the episode notes. So be sure to check that as well. Um, while you're there, give us a follow on Apple Music and give Bailey one too um, <laughs> because he needs some loving as well. Um, be sure to follow playlists so you're always getting updated when we update them. And also, speaking of updates, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. It's free. And not only that, you'll get notifications when episodes mm -hmm. go live. We are on most major, you know, podcast, podcast, podcast providers, Spotify, Apple Music, Google uh, Podcasts. We've got Pandora, like literally fucking everywhere. So search the Heavy Boys podcast, subscribe to us, give us a, give us a rating, uh, download our podcast, look, anything that you can do, uh, do it for us. Um, we appreciate it. And again, it's all free. Uh, so don't hesitate to do that. Um, again, if you're you extra good, get... we might even give you a big open mouth kiss. If you're over the age of 18. <laughs> and um, consent. Yes, uh, because we do live in a cancel culture and um, I don't want this to come back uh, at, at me like five to eight years down the track when I'm going to host the Grammys. So um, <laughs> open mouth kiss if you consent and you're over the age of 18. Um, Otherwise, a pat on the yeah. back. Or, or a firm, um, can Hand we give shake. handshakes now? Yeah, I think we can. Are we back to handshakes and that we don't have to fist bump anymore? I might elbow bump someone for the sake of it. Yeah, it might not be a fucking bump though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bow. Fucking shit, mate. Well, thank, thanks for coming around. I always appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I appreciate to, being here. Always good to do this with you. Couldn't mm -hmm. imagine doing it with anyone else. Everybody 20. listening, I've... I've been Brody and oh pardon me, that's been Bailey. It has. Um, together we form the Heavy Boys, and this is our podcast, the Heavy Boys Podcast. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, in all honesty, just don't be a shit cunt. Don't be a shit cunt. Um, See you in episode twenty-one. Bye, Bye Dan.